Hello, everyone. Um, it's going to be hard for me to stay put for those of you that are online. Uh, my name is Cade Richards, and I am one of the campus ministers here for this church that reaches out to UAFS. And uh, for whatever reason, I get up here to speak quite a bit, um, but I just want those of you who don't know who I am um, to know that I'm a part of an amazing team, uh, that Sarah's on staff as well uh, with me, but we, we both have amazing spouses with Rachel and Dylan. Um, that make the campus ministry possible. And honestly, I just feel uh, very blessed to serve on that team, as well as there's several college students in the crowd today. And uh, man, they are the hands and feet on campus and reaching out to their friends. And uh, this kind of leads into what I want to talk about today. Um, man, we're all sitting on pins and needles. Uh, we're all um, just kind of in this state of ambiguity where we don't know what's going to happen. So I would just ask that you pray for us. Um, and yeah, I, today I, I just want to say um, I have a short point, really. Um, this is something that I really feel like God has, has spoken to me, and I just want to share what I feel like God's been sharing with me. So uh, for those of you online, um, Man, we are so glad that, that you get to tune in and that we get to worship God together, that we get to experience uh, the community of Christ, even virtually. And I just want to say this this morning. Um, I know we're all scared. Like, whatever version this is taking on for you, I know that you're probably worried about something. Um, Probably everyone in this room, as well as online, is uncomfortable in, in some way. Um, I was thinking about the people that are online watching me right now, that are participating in this community together um, virtually, that they've been sitting in, in the same place worshiping every Sunday since March. I know that's got to be getting old for you. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the teachers and, and everyone involved in education that... Um, is just really worried right now. We're all kind of on the cusp of what's about to happen when schools reopen and fall's coming. Uh, what's going on? Um, I, I've been thinking about those of you who are alone watching this uh, throughout the week. Man, all of this and, and all of the, the disease and all of the uh, negativity that's going on in our culture today, I'm not going to say anything that's going to change that. And that's sort of the point that I, I want to make this morning. Um, I have a, what I feel like is, a, you know, a 1 Corinthians 14 when it says, if you have a word to share, that, that's all I want to share this morning. It's going to be, um, it's going to lead straight into communion, uh, but this is something I just want to honestly hold myself to a higher calling, uh, to a higher standard, and I pray that as a community of believers uh, that we hold ourselves to a higher standard. And so, uh, you know, we, we look at, at, we read in Romans when it talks about suffering, and it sounds really great, like uh, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And that sounds really great, um, but man, it's tough. And I want us this morning to focus on this idea of rejoicing in our sufferings and, and taking sufferings um, as something that, that's maybe not easy, but something that is good. And so uh, just naturally, you know, uh, from a, a, a psychology, a social psychology, even a, 
a, a medical standpoint, our, our brains are going to take the path of least resistance most of the time. Like we're just kind of hardwired to do the, the things that uh, come easiest to us. But if we take this biblical ideal of suffering, there are other people in our society, you know, secular, however you want to look at it, that have tapped into that suffering producing something amazing in human beings. And so uh, I don't know if any of you know, know who David Goggins is. Uh, people just go nuts for this guy. He's a really interesting character, but he's the only man to finish uh, Navy SEAL training, Army Ranger school, and I think it's, uh, here we've got the road down, uh, Air Force Tactical Air Controller training. So he's done all of those things. Um, he's completed in 60 ultra marathons and ultra triathlons, super easy stuff there. And he holds this super strange world record. He did like 4,000 pull-ups in 17 hours. I don't know why you'd want to break that record, but he did. So regardless of what you think about this guy, David Goggins, um, he realized something, that there's something amazing that comes through an immense amount of pain and suffering, if even self-inflicted. That there's something amazing that comes through persevering to training your brain to experience this uh, feeling that we don't want to experience. And his whole saying, he's got this saying that says, callous your mind through pain and suffering. Um, to make another quick point, because I guess you need to, uh, when my mom has, uh, she's owned a nursery for most of my life. She's a nurse now, uh, but she, you know, had a garden center for most of my life. And whenever we went to the greenhouses to pick up um, plants, one day, they had this mechanical arm that, like, sweeps over these plants as they're in the greenhouse. Some of the greenhouses do. And, of course, I asked my mom what it was, and she said, you know, plants can't really survive. They don't, they're not strong enough if they don't have the wind tossing them back and forth. They grow stronger whenever they have resistance, whenever they have pain and suffering. You know, th that makes sense to me. I would give you the butterfly in the cocoon example, but it's overused. I think two examples is enough, okay? So we get the idea where I'm going. So what I want to say to my family this morning, this community, is I'm begging us to embrace this idea of pain, to embrace this time of suffering. And I want us to look at Jesus and see um, if we can bring those, that uh, scripture up on the slides here. I want us to look at him as a human being in this. Uh, we're going to look at these verses from Isaiah that talk about the suffering servant. So I want you to imagine Jesus, but also uh, I want us to think about his humanity in this. So I'm going to read these um, verses, and I'll talk a little bit more. So the servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over, a man who suffered and knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, thought he was scum, but the fact is it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself that God was punishing him for his own failures, but it was our sins that did that to him that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Though his bruises, through his bruises we get healed. 
we're all like sheep who've, gone, who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way, and God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him, on him. So I want us to really um, focus in and hone in on this last slide here. He was looked down on and passed over. And this is the point I'm trying to make. He was a man who suffered and knew pain firsthand. So I want you to imagine Jesus, again, as a human being in the Garden of Gethsemane. So this is when he's about to die um, his best friends in the world can't even stay awake to, to spiritually support him through prayer. And he's crying out to God, I don't want this to happen, but not my will, but yours be done. Imagine that as, as a human being. See, Jesus was able to live into his calling because that's not the first time he had felt that feeling. He was a man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. He had been in situations before where he had to overcome suffering, overcome trials, overcome hard times. This was not a new feeling. This was something that he practiced. I want to put this very, very simply for us this morning. Jesus, and I am focusing on his humanity today, he trusted God with his life, quite literally. And I want to look at him today as a human and as our leader. He was able to trust because he had been in that situation before. Jesus had, had gotten comfortable with the uncomfortable and trusted God through it. Jesus had felt this before, and my question to myself and, and to you guys, you know, virtually in this room, have we felt that way? Have we been tested? Have we suffered? And in that suffering, cried out to God and trusted in the goodness of God through our pain and suffering. Man, this, could, it's just, this coronavirus is bringing everything to the surface for us. And this could be our health. I mean, do we trust God with, quite literally, our physical health? It might be financial. That's come out. Do we trust our finances to God? It might be sharing the name of Jesus with our friends. Do we trust that our reputation is staked out in Christ and not what our friends think of us? Have we trusted God very, very practically and very, very literally. I'm not talking about this morning um, the idea of obtaining salvation. Uh, mostly what I'm talking today is those of us in this room that call ourselves Christians that have been baptized. I'm talking about living with this sense of certainty, the sense of certainty of God's goodness despite what's happening around us. And that's the way that I see Jesus living in this story and, and throughout his entire life. Jesus lived with a sense of certainty. He had you know, what we call a firm foundation. And nothing could pull Jesus off of that center. 
That's where he was anchored. That's where he, he, he placed his flag, was right there, that God is good. And that I can walk through good times and bad times with God. And what's amazing is we are, are benefiting from Jesus' faith. Not his supernatural, you know, sometimes we get crazy in our minds, like Jesus was fully human and fully divine. If he was fully human, we are benefiting from that man's faith still today. That he had the faith that, that it, it didn't matter if he was going to be tortured, he was going to be punished, even to the point of death, I am going to trust God. I'm going to trust that God is good and that I can get through this situation because I'm on the winning team. I'm placing all of my hope and my trust in God's hands. He went to death believing that. And so this morning, as we uh, prepare for communion, I, I want to share with, this, uh, with you all this thought um, before we eat the bread. And y'all are my family. We are a family, and I love this idea through the Old Testament that carries into the New, that the community of God is this, this family. Through Abraham, all nations will be blessed. And we get this crazy story of Jacob wrestling with an angel, or wrestling with God, and he becomes Israel. So if Israel is our family name, the Israelites, that means that by the very name that God has given us, we wrestle with God. And I'm begging us, I'm pleading us this morning to simply wrestle with God. And just like Jacob did in that story in Genesis, we are going to hold on to God and say, we're not letting go until you bless us. And so um, I'm going to say a prayer for the bread, and I'm going to ask God to do that, that, that he will bless us. Um, whether it's through the calamities that maybe uh, the, this virus will bring, or whether he will take it completely away, that we will hold on to God during this time, and that people will see our faith in this community, that we're clinging to God, we're clinging to Jesus, despite what happens this fall, and, and we're going to keep going back to God until he blesses us in one way or another, whether it's through pain and suffering, or if he just blesses us with miracles. So let's pray. Father, um, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much um, that he had the faith to just trust you with everything that he had, with his finances, with his friends, with his life. And I am just desperately pleading with you, God, to, to shape us and mold us through this pandemic, uh, through this uncertain times, uh, that we're going to wrestle with you and we're asking you to bless us. Please bless us during this time. Change us from the inside out through your Holy Spirit and, and make us accustomed to suffering, welcome suffering, because we know that we have certainty with you. We have certainty with Jesus. Our eternity is not in question. Father, please just give us the strength to get through this pandemic. Give us the strength to not place um, limits on what you can do during this time, that, that you could change our culture during this time. Um, you could bring to light all the things that, that were just so easily um, glossed over whenever things were going really well. Give us opportunities to express our faith, to say with our actions and our words that we trust you. 
We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our eternity. And thank you so much for Jesus, who, um, as a man, he went to the cross and died for us because he, he knows how good you are. He knows that you are going to take care of him. So thank you, for, um, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for being who you are, God. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.